0: hi it's samantha and you're listening to the layman's doctor podcast where we're bringing medicine home today i'm going to talk about my internship experience emphasis on my not the internship experience which i will touch on at some point when i talk about the whole med school and just an introduction of what to expect or what the process is like but This podcast is all about my experience, these are my views, and if you are an intern or you're about to be an intern or you want to go into the medical field or you're just listening to this, if you're going to be an intern or you are an intern, I don't want you to look at my experience and create expectations for your own experience. Everybody's internship experience is different and no one can prepare you for internship nobody i do have a guide on the layman'sdoctor.com of how to conquer an internship and it has nothing about clinical skills or it doesn't have anything about medicine in it it's all about the social aspects or the or the non-clinical aspects of it which are the things that i tend to talk about on my blog if you didn't know the layman's doctor actually started as a blog and I have several articles on the website. And in 2020 or late 2019, when I became a medical intern or I became a medical doctor, I started speaking out more about the life as a physician and the life as junior doctors. And just started talking more about my experience and talking about how some mistakes that I've made and lessons i've learned and things that i think i could have done differently or things that i learned from my peers but i also did a whole doctor check-in where i would review my rotations and i'm behind quite a few because sometimes sometimes they take a while to write because i have to take a moment of reflection and look at what i learned and look at what lesson came from it And the things that I enjoyed about it. And then because there's a particular way that I write my articles, there are times where... There are just times where I'm not ready to write that article or I'm not ready to write my review, you know. Because I don't want to... I want to be careful about what I say. And I want to be careful about the message that I put across because I understand that persons are reading this who may be interns or may become interns or just interested and the way how I want my writing to be is a very specific way and that takes deliberate thought and deliberate action and when it comes to more personal things it's much harder you really have to stop and think about it you have to stop and think about it and say okay is this what I really want to say is this really what I want to write because once you put it out there it's out there forever and you have to be conscious about that. And sometimes we might say things based on the emotion that we feel at the time or based on what we say. And then sometimes I realize there was one particular article that I wrote too that I, it took me almost the next, I wrote it at the next, end of the next rotation because it took me that long to reflect. And said, "No man, Sam, there must have been a lesson that you have that you learned and there must have been things that you are proud of and you accomplished. and there must have been something that stayed with you. So I tend not to rush to write those things. So my internship experience, I did internship at a Type B facility in Jamaica. so the hospitals are typed A, B, and C. I think we might go B minus, B plus, I I don't even remember. But a type B facility basically has the core specialties, medicine, obstetrics, pediatrics, gen surge, but then it also has additional ones, subspecialties like maybe orthopedics, which I'm on they might have nephrology. Just other small subspecialties. So it's right in the middle between an A and a B. And then your type A's are going to be your referral centers. Those are the hospitals that basically call a boy. If you can't manage a patient, that's where they go. And those facilities are going to be KPH, the Kingston Public Hospital, Cornwall Regional Hospital, and the University Hospital of the West Indies. So those hospitals have full-fledged ICUs, They have subspecialties like ophthalmology, endocrinology, a lot of subspecialties. So they're the ultimate referral centers. So type C's, what they can't manage, they might refer straight to a type A, depending on the issue and also location, or they might refer to a type B. Whatever type B's can't manage, we tend to refer to type A's. Or we're not tend to, we refer to type A's. So during internship, I rotated through four of the core specialties. At that time, I, don't, I didn't have my license. I did not have a registered number. I only had a provisional license, which meant that the scope to which I was able to practice medicine was really within the hospital and under the supervision of senior doctors, those being my consultants. And then, you know, the team is consistent consists of a consultant sometimes you have a senior registrar and then you have the MOs with your, medic- your medical officers and your senior house officers and your interns so your intern the interns are the most junior members of the staff know that i'm on orthopedics i am a senior house officer but i am also the most junior member of the staff so i'm basically an intern with a license so internship i rotated this was my order I rotated through medicine, then I did obstetrics and gynecology, then I did surgery, and then I did pediatrics. After that, I completed my internship year, and then I moved on to a senior house officer where I'm, I rotated four months in accidents and emergency, and now I'm on orthopedics, and I will be ending on primary care. Internship on a whole was, I don't even know if I can say, not what I expected. It was emotionally taxing I think people always people will say it's taxing for everybody it's just 12 months push through it but it was an emotionally taxing experience and boy it really felt like they drowned you in fire which can be both good and it can be bad my Two favorite rotations were definitely medicine and surgery. I can rank my, I think, I always talk about the ranking of my rotations. And honestly, I can't, I think in the articles, my Dr. Chicken articles, I actually rank them. And I'm someone who has favorites. That's, I think it's okay to have favorites. We need to admit that we have favorites. So my favorite rotation was, the truth is, I'm going to give it to surgery. Surgery was my favorite rotation. And there's so many reasons why it was my favorite rotation. And I think the biggest, biggest reason why surgery was my favorite rotation was because of the team that I was on. So this is also why I said that you can't use my experience for judging your experience because most times departments are broken up into firms and different teams and literally even within one department my experience was completely different from another person's experience because we were on different teams when you go to the smaller hospitals or the more rural hospitals sometimes they only have one team and maybe one or two consultants but in general your experience might differ even from the, the interns you're rotating with and your experience can differ from the team of interns that came before you or came after you because sometimes the M.O. them switch up like the, twe- the teams switch up so even on obstetrics the team that I was on was not the same team that the next set of interns were on because the M.O.s had to rotate and that will happen At various hospitals, you know, you rotate between the consultants. Sometimes though, I don't know if it's like that everywhere. So I'm gonna start on surgery. I think I'm gonna focus on surgery and speak about my experience around my favorite rotation and why it was my favorite rotation. It honestly hit almost every mark for me except duty distribution, except that except due to distribution so the number one thing was when i was on my surgery team i always felt supported by my senior staff i always felt supported i always felt like if something happened right that i was confident to go to them and say yo this happened or i never got to do this or I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to do this. Can you please show me? Like they were such a cool team. The rapport on that team was just really awesome for me personally. And I still talk. Listen, I still hail my consultant. I still hail my show, I still hail the MOZM. like it was just amazing. And a lot of the articles that I have written come from both good experiences and bad experiences when it comes to rapport amongst your staff and then the thing is rapport is not just about being friends i mean eventually you became friends and stuff but it's not about building a friendship it's not like it's not about crossing certain boundaries it's just that i knew that if i made a mistake i would be able to learn from that mistake right That mistake would not be held over my head all the time, um, 24-7. Like, you'll be brought up weeks later when I do something, you know. And you are are allowed to grow and you're allowed to be better. And then my MOs, when we used to have duty on surgery, we would have to manage both the wards and we'd have to see patients in A&E. And I'm a why person. I love to ask why. And it's not, it's not about challenging your authority. When you ask why, it should never be about challenging the person's authority. It's never about saying, oh, I know more than you. Because you have to balance experience with knowledge. And I always say that everybody is a new eye looking. You're always a checkpoint from the nurses to all the doctors that see. Everyone is a checkpoint. So I remember going to accidents and emergency and managing patients, and my plan would maybe be like this a certain way, and then you see the MO's plan, and then you look at them, and it was always a learning experience. I could ask, okay, so why did you do this? Or I would say, I don't think that the patient needs this. You know, why? Why do you think the patient needs that? And then half the times they point out something that you never see, and a lot of times it comes from experience, and a lot of times it comes from knowing more things and then the other thing is there were moments where i was saying you know you forgot this off the plan but i added it anyways i'm just informing you and no no cap it was just like all right cool thanks it got to that point it got to the point where your team build build confidence in you and they knew that you were able to manage certain stuff because they had gone through it with you so my history was always reviewed, right? We spoke about it. We managed the patients together. We did the procedures together. It literally felt like a team and it felt like a very conducive learning environment. And that environment where you're able to have a discussion and be able to challenge, challenge your seniors as a junior is so uplifting. It's so good to have that because it makes you a better physician and it teaches you that even though I'm the junior and I'm supposed to be subordinate to you, my senior, it doesn't mean that you think that you're so big that my opinion isn't valued. And I think that's the biggest thing I felt when I was on a team. I felt as though I was valued as a physician and I felt as though we were actually a team. Right? I felt supported. I felt like I can just go on and on. I rave, I rave about my surgery experience. On surgery we work, one in three. This is how our, how our our thing goes. If you work weekend, you work in the full weekend plus the Monday, then you work the Tuesday, and you work in every three days, some something like that. No, the duty to them did rough. You did tired. But you still got to sleep because it, it was a certain point in time. I remember one time I fell asleep and I have an iPhone. And you know, on the side of the iPhone, they have a flip. They have a little flip that makes your phone go on silent. And I fell asleep with my phone on my bed. And I woke up in the middle of the night, like this is maybe five, six o'clock, to just miss calls from my seniors. And I'm like, oh, I, I started panicking, panicking. And seriously, when I called them, they're like, oh yeah, we got some more referrals. You can go on to them. And I was like, wait, what? You're not upset? Because the truth is, you know, they know where I sleep, they know where to get me. And I have access to other interns who, if they really need me, they could call them and say, hey, go and wake up somebody. You know, they just made me sleep. And just those small little things that would always get time to sleep. It would always be time carved out to sleep. You had input when you were on the rounds. You had you were able to do procedures. You could show initiative and say, hey, I want to learn how to do this, or hey, I want to do this. And it was just this culture that was one of the best, was the best culture I've experienced during my internship year. That was my best rotation. And I learned a lot. So when I went to AE, I was more confident in managing surgical patients than anything because I had more experience with it. I was seeing the patients, I was carrying out the management, I was going to OT, I was suturing in OT, we were doing things in OT, right? Because the point of internship is for you to practice and you're practicing under supervision. So you're able to learn basic skills that you expect your general practitioner to know how to do because remember it's an mbbs It's a bachelor's of medicine and a bachelor's of surgery Right, or is it bachelor of medicine bachelor of surgery? I always forget Which one what mbbs stands for but it's medicine and surgery Which means you should be able to do basic things like suturing. So I got to practice my suturing You should be able to do basic things like incision and drainage, right? you should be able to to do really basic things that you expect your general practitioner to be able to do. And you got the opportunity to do that. So the only thing I didn't like about that rotation was the one in three. It was exhausting. But when you have a good team, I'm not going to there and say it don't feel like work because it is work and it's not a friend friend thing. You respect your seniors. There's respect both ways. You respect them. They respect you. When my senior told me to do something, there's no back chat. There was no arguing. You know, you go ahead and you do it. And you also know that if it's something that, hey, maybe you don't agree with or you don't understand why you're doing it, that you also had the ability to ask questions, which is one of the most important things you should be able to You should be able to ask questions 100%. And it was really the highlight of my internship year i can talk for hours about my experience on surgery and that particular surgery team it's something that i do a lot if you follow me on twitter at the layman's dr i talk about my internship experience very candidly very openly and about and then look the things that i write as well a lot of them are influenced or inspired by things I see in internship and the things that I experience in internship so that's surgery that's the highlight of internship but in other rotations there are very there's some pockets of wisdom that I have learned that I really think are valuable in sharing so on medicine I had a particular SR that that was my first rotation literally I don't know, you you see the value of humility. I don't even think humility is the word. But on my medicine team, I saw a lot of times my seniors doing things that they could have simply asked their interns to do. And it, on, it was on medicine as I learned that if something is emergent or urgent, even if you have someone else that can do it or you can ask someone else to do it, that there's nothing wrong in doing it yourself, no matter what level you are. And it was also on medicine that I learned that, hey, it's okay to challenge your seniors. It's okay to ask them questions because I used to love, you see, especially you see, especially after one month pass and you start catch the hang of it and you start reading around your patient then and you come the next day and you're ready. You're ready. You're ready for rounds. You're ready to say, this is my plan and this is why you can be like when them suggest something i'm like okay but what if we did this and it was on medicine that i learned that having several eyes on one patient is so important because you can see things that the other person doesn't see you know it's good to have someone look again like rounds, rounds is a good place for you to come and you say okay this is what the patient has this is where we are and you can say wait but how about if we try this and the person goes, oh my God, yes, why not? Because you know, it's a collaborative effort. And it's not even just doctors. Yeah, like You need to listen to your nurses. So sometimes the nurse then will... I remember my first duties and nurse tell me, i never know what to do. Sometimes you have to also listen to other members because you have to remember that these people have experience. They see these things before. Yeah, you might know the textbook, whatever. But you must listen to your nurses. And remember, they're with the patients 24-7, you know. They're the ones monitoring them and seeing all these effects. So a lot of times, the complaints that they have is a nurse going to tell you. Because when the nurse goes to them three, four times or way more times for the day, they're going to be sharing those things. Except when you come in running, yeah, you have any complaints or you ask very pointed questions. So a collaborative effort is really, really, really important. So I think that juniors should not be afraid of challenging. Just be careful of the way how you do it. But if you have a question or if you have a concern, just don't sit on your hands. Voice it and just voice it in a very respectful way. And keep in mind the type of rapport that you have with the person who you're voicing it with. right? What other pockets did I learn? Alright, so when I was on obstetrics, my main goal, I started making goals for what I wanted to achieve doing my rotations, maybe in the middle of my medicine rotation. Because once you have objectives, then you're going to work towards those and it's going to frame the type of experience that you have. So when I went on obstetrics and gynecology, unfortunately, during that time, we didn't have a lot of, where gyne ward had gotten smaller and we weren't doing a lot of gyne stuff. So my gyne, like in terms of gyne oncology um, and certain gyne things that I wanted to experience, I didn't get to have that experience because of the state of the hospital at that time, right? And just certain things happening. But, however the core things that I want to learn I did learn and they'll be further enforced in health center so I'm not too mad about that but when I was on obstetrics I did obstetrics during peak season which was a lot of work but I was not good at my obstetric examination and I had and I was not good at my vaginal examination and my main one of my main goal, was to be better at those examinations. It got to the point, listen, it got to the point where I would just examine and I'm like, okay, this is it. it. Because when you practice stuff over and over and over again, it becomes norm to you. So use your internship. This is the only time you'll be able to do stuff. Right? Use your internship time to hone on skills that are going to benefit you when you either go into private practice or you do some general practitioner stuff. Or even as just a specialist, because this is the only time you're going to get those type of experience Once if you go into some type of specialty, right? So I was just trying to gain as much experience as I could. And I've had a conversation with our M.O. And they told me that when they were interned, their aim was to operate at the level of an M.O., Um, by time they leave, which is a very, I don't think I ever reached those levels, but I definitely learned how to manage patients and see patients and formulate plans just by practicing and being open to learn and willing to learn. Other lessons I learned in internship, put yourself first. I say it all the time, put yourself first. It is so easy to get lost and caught up in the work, but there's always a t- there's always time for you to stop and go and get lunch, right? There's always some time for you to stop and take a break. There's always time for you to stop and go take a shower, brush your teeth, have breakfast. You have to put yourself first because what will happen is that you will be going, 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 and then eventually. You're just going to burn out. There were times where I was just exhausted. I was just exhausted. You see, if we have three duties in a week, jano, jano, worse if the duty them Rough. you're just tired. Sometimes you just have to turn off your phone and just go sleep. You really do. But you have to make time for yourself in whatever way that you decide to do that. Whether it is by making sure you still spend time with your family and friends. Making sure, don't give up your hobbies. Making sure that you spend time doing your hobbies. Or making sure that you, anything it is. Don't lose yourself because you're an intern No, You're not just an intern, you're a person. And take your vacation days. Take your sick days. Sick day, mental health days are sick days. I don't care what anybody says. If you need a mental health day you need to take it and I still struggle with taking days off right because I think what happens you start thinking about the team but you also need to realize that you're replaceable the work will go on you know the work will go on so encourage yourself to take your days off and it can be super hard especially if you know that boy most of the times, the interns have to be pulling the weight, what type of stuff, you know, you're seeing all the patients or you have so many to-dos or you have a large firm. I think on each rotation, I was always on one of the largest firms. I'm not so sure about surgery and or patient load compared to the other firms. But on medicine and obstetrics, I think we're on, on medicine I was definitely on the oldest and largest firm. And on obstetrics I may have been on one of the oldest and largest firms that's all i can't really remember but you need to take time off some lessons i think that i learned late there is value in working together as an intern group and the class of 2k18 and i think is it 2k16 will always shove in your face how oh we would split up our to-dos and no one would no one would be left behind and we work together so well. If you have interacted with one of those year groups, they will not let you forget that they're the star pupils and they were just amazing interns that you will never live up to. But for real though, working together actually is is good because you want to be able, if something happens, you want to be able to be able to pick up the phone and Say, yo, can you sort this out with me? Or, hey, I have a handover. Can you do this for me? But then at the same time, you also have to be mindful of your colleagues. You have to be mindful. You want to be fair and you want to be mindful. I can't talk about my entire experience here because it's one year. I can't condense one year into one podcast. And overall, my internship here taught me a lot about myself. And it taught me a lot about what I want in life and a lot of What my purpose in life is not to sound corny, but it's a tough year Of course, I think that it's tougher than it needs to be You're always going to think that you're always going to see things and think that there are ways to improve it I definitely think that there are ways to improve the internship experience for junior doctors But that's for another conversation but it's 12 months and i i refuse to accept the talk or the thought that it's just 12 months of your life no it is 12 months of your life and those 12 months of your life are valuable and it's important that those 12 months of your life don't destroy you emotionally and physically because internship is rough for me i definitely my anxiety got worse especially especially on some rotations and it was very overwhelming because you're literally going when you're a student you don't even i remember i was a student when i went to um off-site campuses and we were on the roads, and i had to I, I had to soap two patients it was so rough like i'm coming to work like i can't do this i can't find the charts. i don't know what to do and you know you take you take the whole time soaping like two people, and then you you're an intern and you're soaping fifteen people in time for rounds, and you need to be following up the results. And there's no there there is no one really there to assist you with the scut work. Like you're the one taking the blood. Like you and your t you and your other junior members are taking the bloods, following up the results, calling places like NPHL. It's it's, it's a lot and the major thing is just to protect your mental space and choose yourself I learned that I needed to choose myself after internship because I thought I was choosing myself for a lot of it I really really did but looking back there's so many different ways I could have chosen myself so many times we're taking a break to eat would have been more valuable than pushing myself through lunch and then end up going home with a really terrible headache. I remember my migraine started coming back and I had to, I realized that my triggers were not eating and not sleeping and those things became priorities to me. And I had to learn, I had to learn to prioritize. That's the truth of it. And I also had to learn when to ask for help. There comes a time when you have to say, hey, I can't do this. Or, And there were times where I was just too tired to touch needles. And if it was urgent, sometimes you just have to ask the other intern or ask even someone from another service to help you because you're just so tired. You're just so tired tired i learned the value of making sure to discuss patients with your seniors um and i mean these are i don't mean admissions because that's a given but when the ward calls you to review a patient have a low threshold to call your senior if you're not sure right because you don't want to miss something it's better you call them and say hey you know i got called to the ward this is what i found and don't call them like oh i got called to the word about this no make sure you're calling them and you're saying hey i got called to the word for insert complaint here this is a little it a little history on it you know when it happened the characteristic blah blah just based on whatever presentation and then you tell them your examination findings and then on to top it off make sure you tell them this is what i think it is and this is my proposed plan what do you think? And either they will agree with you. Maybe they'll come and review the patient. Maybe they'll just give you some plans over the phone. So try to do that, especially if you're not sure. Remember, you always have somebody else to call up. And it, it, even consultants have people that can call because consultants, even though the book stops with them, they can ask for input from other consultants in their field. So medicine is a very collaborative space and it's important to be able to collaborate with people and to feel confident in asking questions and not feeling afraid like, oh my God, I should know this. So apps like Med- MDCalc and Medscape live on my phone. Don't know them now if you don't have them. Download them. Use it. It's really, really good. I still use it up to now. For Men'scape, I use it mostly for treatment, presentation, and pharmacy stuff. And then MD Calc, I use it to work out. Even stuff like Glasgow Coma Score, I can't tell you. I forget sometimes. It's like if you're super tired, you forget how to work out Glasgow Coma Score. You forget things like Wells Score chad vasco like just use the app you're not it's not you're not gonna ask you use the app on that point of collaborative effort in the hospital you have different experts so i got to know what our lab capabilities were very well so i was able to say nah our lab doesn't offer that or they're going to have to go to biomed for that or maybe we can send this to mphl and then a pharmacy is another one, being able to pick up the phone. I remember one time I needed some medication, stock medication, yes, but we needed more than was provided. And you just simply have a conversation with your pharmacist. So you said, hey, this is a patient that I have and we need some more of this. Is it possible or how can I go about getting these? So the 12 months of internship were... 12 months I will not forget and filled with valuable lessons and filled with so much inspiration for podcasts and articles and videos and for persons I'm talking specifically to persons who are interns or going to become interns don't underestimate the value of rapport amongst a team not just the doctors and Learn very quickly that rapport is not about being friends with people, but it's about mutual respect. And respect goes both ways. You deserve respect and you should also show respect. Don't talk to somebody how you wouldn't want them to talk to you. Don't be afraid to speak out. I think that's one of the major things where we're afraid to stand up for ourselves as interns because we're new We don't really know. So, very quickly, when you get your orientation package, get your staff orders, read through your staff orders, know your rights, read through that assessment that they're going to give you, and learn what they're looking for, and come at it with an advantage so that you are able to be, yes, be respectful. But also, if you have an issue, you know the right channels to go through, you are also aware of what your rights are in that sense. And if something happens, you know the right channels to go through in terms of whether it's like filing a complaint or filing a report. It doesn't have to be something bad, you know but it can be some like an accent happens, like a needle stick injury. Just learning the little pathways can be very helpful. So you know what to do. And you, you know when you're being told the correct thing to do. And don't be afraid to to put things in writing. And that's something I learned way towards the end of internship. I One of my friends from Twitter, they literally said to me, Things only matter when them in writing. Put them in writing. You have a suggestion. Send it in. A, speak to the person. Sure. Send it in an email. Right. You think that you your your department would benefit from this, and you think that you you have a way that you can solve a problem within the department. Maybe it's something like sharp boxes. You know, I, one of my issues. I have a big issue. I'm really big on IPC. And I just have an issue with sharp boxes. Not discarded when, they're, when, they, when they need to be discarded and stuff like that. But maybe maybe you see an issue um, on the ward or within the team. And you say, hey, I have a solution for that. Put it right in. But if it's a serious enough matter that you are so, what's the word, passionate about or has affected you so much. Then put it in writing so it can be a reference point. And lastly, choose yourself. That is my mantra for the rest of my life. Choose yourself. Learn that you are replaceable. Learn that if you leave, the work will go on. Learn that no one is going to respect your time and boundaries more than you are. So enforce them and be respectful yes but at the same time it's okay to speak up for yourself and voice your concerns and your suggestions and to ask questions internship is 12 months have objectives for what it is that you want to learn and for what you what it is you want to do and accomplish it do those 12 months and just move on for the next part of your life. So yes, if you have reached the end of this, that was in a nutshell my internship experience. I really hope that my my way of talking around one particular rotation and then branching off into little smaller lessons was I thought that was the best way for me to to talk about it because in my articles, I already talk about like my objectives and my goals. And I go way more, um, not in depth, but I'm more specific in those articles. But this podcast would have just been so, so long if I went through all of those things. And uh, I really hope that you are able to learn from my experience and the experience of those around you. And ask, reach out to me, reach out to persons who work at your hospital that you might be going to. Or even if you're an intern, no, just just ask. It's always good to go in with some sort of baseline and knowing what is expected of you and knowing how to navigate a system. But also take people's interpretation of other persons. People like to talk, tell you about how people are and say, oh, this seniors like this and that seniors like that and i learned very quickly to take everything with a grain of salt and go in with an open mind because you don't want to shut off yourself to experiences because you already have preconceived notions about a rotation or a department or or a certain senior or certain nurses or certain staff members you don't want to do that keep an open mind Enjoy yourself as much as possible. Put yourself first. I don't know how many times I've said that. Put put yourself first. Take your days. Take time to unwind and recharge. So if you enjoyed this episode, you can listen to my other podcasts. I have quite a few of them. And on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, Please feel free to subscribe and share with someone else who you think might enjoy this conversation. You can reach out to me via social media. I'm very responsive in my DMs and in my emails. You can reach out to me on Twitter at The Layman's Doctor. That's at The Layman's DR. You can also hit me up on Instagram, which is also at The Layman's DR can send me an email at thelaymansdoctor at gmail.com, all spelled out. Or you can always go to my website and there are ways to hit me up and reach out to me there. Until my next podcast episode, thank you for listening.